All right, it's Wednesday, February 3rd, and I'm Joyce Lynn Wells on Joy Exposed. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, so I just added a little lip drip. It's kind of a reddish orange color. It's a new color that I got from um, Liquid Lingerie from Shine Glow Getter. So I thought I'd try it out tonight. And you guys let me know what you think about it. You know, I'm always trying something new. Gotta get a picture for it, picture of it. Yeah. Okay, so let's get started. Okay, so three cheers of joy. Three cheers of joy tonight is brought to you by a new wine. It's called Juicy Hill, Juicy Cabernet, extremely ripe and juicy fruit. So we're gonna try it. I'm not really sure what to expect, but I'm gonna give it a try. I mean, it's wine, so I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? All right, three cheers of joy. My first cheer of joy, and if you don't know, three cheers of joy, three moments of self-celebration that had nothing to do with anybody else but you to, that brought you some pleasure. It's your thing, your pleasure, and just how do you wanna celebrate it? So I'll go first. Let me start with yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, Tuesday morning, it was so cold outside, right? And, um, I was so snugly in bed with Princess Ari. She has figured out she likes to sleep with me. So we were so snugly in bed that we didn't wake up to almost seven o'clock. Yikes, right? So, and I have to be at work at eight. So we knew that, I knew then it was gonna be a problem, but I just was like, how many mornings will I have to oversleep with my grandbaby before she's old enough that she doesn't want to sleep with me? So, Cheers to oversleeping with the grandbaby, all snugly and warm when it was like 40 degrees in Central Florida. And you know that's cold if it's 40 degrees here. It was cold yesterday morning, this morning, and tomorrow morning. So, so cheers to being snuggly on a Tuesday morning and waking up way too late. I guess I'm mainly not stressing about it. Like... I think you, the older you get, you realize there's no point in stressing about it, right? So there was really no point in me stressing about it. It's not even, I can't make up the time. I just have to take my hit at work and be late. So that's what happened yesterday, just late. All right, so that's my first cheer of joy. My second cheer of joy is, what is that? Oh, my second cheer of joy I head up this um, program at work, and uh, I didn't start working on the program until October. It started in August. Well, people really started on it in July, and I didn't get assigned. It didn't get assigned to me until um, oh, hold on a second. Hang on a second. It says I'm not streaming on my personal page, so let me switch. Let me do that right now. I don't know why that is. Hang on a second. It says I'm not streaming on my personal page. So let me switch. <laughs> let me do that. Okay, let's see if I can. Hang on a second. It, it says I'm not streaming on my personal page. 
Thank you. Thank you, baby, for telling me that. My faceless love told me that I'm not streaming. Streaming on my personal He's page. my um, IT person. He makes sure... He makes sure that uh, all my stuff's working. <laughs> so I'm not sure why it's not streaming on my personal page, but I just shared it there. So hopefully it pops up. There it is. Okay. So hopefully... Um, I'll grab it there. Okay, so um, I forgot what my what I was gonna be thankful for for my second year of joy. Do, 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 do. So I said for being snuggly and sleeping in late with my baby. Oh, all right. So I was assigned um, a committee at work, right, and um, to help with insurance, like our health, it's our benefits and stuff. And I was given the position because I'm hella organized with stuff but i didn't start until october well i had to have a meeting with the person who runs it and i knew that since i missed a couple months that i wouldn't receive part of the stipend because i wasn't working then well how about i have my meeting with the person with the person who heads it up and she started asking me like when i started and i told her october and she was asking me about certain things that happened prior previous to my starting and I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't here yet. And I was like, oh, but I did this. And I kind of start telling her things that I did. And she gave me credit for it. She let me fill out the paperwork for it and submit my pictures and evaluations and stuff so that I would get the full stipend. And I was like, that's cool as hell because I could have, I mean, very easily. And I didn't expect to get the full stipend. But um she hooked it up so that I could. So I really appreciate that. So cheers to people understanding that, you know, shit happens and we're in a pandemic. <laughs> so cheers. That's my second cheer of joy. It's for people just understanding and being accommodating and knowing, giving grace, right? We talked about that last week. So cheers to giving grace. Um, my third cheer of joy, my blood pressure is down. That's my third cheer of joy. I had to start paying attention to my blood pressure because the last time I went to the doctor, it was elevated and I had to um, either get my shit together or get on some medication. And you guys know, I don't want to be on any medication. So third cheer of joy to my blood pressure is down. So cheers to that. So my first cheer of joy was um, being snuggly with REL. My grandbaby was all snuggled up and warm yesterday morning so much so that we were late to work and I was so late that I just couldn't even panic about it like it was like we get to class before the students get there and you'll be fine and that's what I did my second cheer of joy um was just I was given grace by someone I always talk about giving grace but someone extended that to me and make sure that I satisfy what I needed to satisfy to get a stipend for this role that I have at work. So I was very grateful, very shit, celebrate that. Cheers, anything that's gonna bring extra money in, cheers to that. And my third cheer of joy, um, gosh, I just said it so funny, what was it? I mean, so quickly, I forgot what it was that fast. Yeah, that's what happens when I say it so fast. Um. I guess it'll come back to me. Like, seriously, I just forgot that fast. So anyway, those are my three cheers of joy brought to you by Juicy Hill, Juicy Cabernet. 
it's almost tastes a little sweet, like um, just a sweet Cabernet. I don't know. I can't associate it with anything. Um, oh, my third cheer joy was my blood pressure down. <laughs> I told you I forget. I try to do them off the cuff so I can be genuine in celebrating them and appreciating them. But the blood pressure was definitely number three because it is down for about eight to ten points. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. And anyway, so this is Eno Vino International Juicy Hill Cabernet. And I'm trying it tonight. And um, it's okay. Kind of playful for me. It's kind of sweet for a cab, but it was on sale. So I grabbed it. So cheers. I'm drinking out of my Steffi tonight. It's got my little logo on it. And you guys know how much I love this. I've been drinking out of this almost every day because I think it's so adorable. It's so appropriate for, for me, you know, like joy exposed. And people see it and they want it. All right, so those are my three cheers of joy. I hope you're celebrating something yummy tonight. I hope that you have spent some time thinking about things that you are celebrating and that you're happy happened to you. Happy that you're happy that they happened to you this week and that you've taken time to acknowledge and give thanks to the universe for allowing you to find goodness in these kind of quiet, mundane spaces. So three cheers of joy. It's one of my favorite segments of joy exposed because it makes me it starts me off at a humble place right i get all excited i gotta do my podcast but then this just makes me scale it back and give thanks to things that i don't have any control over and don't have anything to do with anybody else so literally just being grateful for things that have happened to me out of the generosity of the universe so cheers to everyone Cheers to you, and thank you so much for joining. All right, we'll move on to stmspecialties.com, sponsoring Facebook Post of the Week. So I didn't, I had some, I didn't really spend a lot of time on Facebook. I mean, I was on there kind of scrolling through and searching for stuff, but <laughs> scrolling through and watching for stuff, but I didn't really spend a lot of time on it. I've started a new venture, which I'll talk about in just a few minutes. But for my Facebook post of the week, let's start off with this. How about today? And you guys know how much I love men. Um, I talk about that all the time. I, I don't think that ever changes in your life. Men are men. I am a woman and men are men. And I find them absolutely fascinating. Um, but there's a video link to, leaked today, supposedly, of Trey Songs. Mm. I saw it. And it was a pretty decent video. <laughs> it's a pretty decent video of Trey Songs and somebody else giving him some oral pleasure. And um yeah, it was nice, right? So I shared it a couple times, but then I watched it like twice. And then I was thinking, like, I probably have a video that's better than that. <laughs> But like, you know, you can't really post your own personal videos. But um, yeah, so Trey Songs really had the had Twitter on fire today. Whoever posted that video it wasn't the per it was he had to have been holding the camera or somebody else because it wasn't the person whose face was in the camera. But yeah, so he had Twitter on fire today. I didn't find out about it until later this evening. And then I went searching for it because you gotta be resourceful, if not anything else, and I found the video and 
you know, we are all adults and we all agree there's nothing quite as amazing as providing or receiving oral pleasure. So what the hell? It was a video and it was fun to watch. Why not? So if you get a chance, look at the Trey Songs uh, video on Twitter. Faceless Love just sent me a, a message on Facebook and said I was going to jail because <laughs> I shared the video. <laughs> so I hope not, right? Fortunately, for all the crap I do on Facebook, pictures, comments, posts, all of that, I have not gone to Facebook jail, knock on wood. Right. But uh, he says I'm going to jail because I share the link to the <laughs> video. <laughs> So, anyway, but it ain't my video. It's Trey Songs and somebody else. So it ain't me in the video, fortunately. It's somebody else. But it is a nice video. So what the hell? So that's my Facebook. My first Facebook post of the week is a nice, yummy video of deliciousness featuring other people, not me. All right, my second Facebook post of the week. Um... Let me see. Let's see what's in the chat tonight so far. If anybody's chatted. <laughs> right. Yes, Danae, you say what? Yes, it's a video in there uh, of uh, Trey Song. So uh, my next Facebook post of the week is, let me go find it real quick. I know there's got to be a smooth transition for all the stuff I try to do. And maybe that's why you have like a production team, but I don't have a production team. I have me though. And I thank you guys for bearing with me as I scroll through pictures and comments and stuff. All right. So this is a political, little political one that, um, you know, I'll talk about a little bit. Right. <laughs> okay. Let me hold off on this Facebook post of the week. I got to address the Trey songs. I felt like Amaya Marley. I felt like the girl could have been doing some more. Maybe she was young. Maybe she didn't have a lot of experience, but I too felt like she could have been doing a, a lot more. Right. She was kind of, you know, just, she was doing like watching, like she was doing like porn stuff. Like, she had watched the porn and she had studied from porn instead of pleasure. And, it, and that's a good conversation to have. Like, how do you learn how to do the things that you do of a sexual nature? And people who study porn, I sent you the link already, Danae. People who, people who study porn and think that that's what actual sex is are mistaken mistaken i believe because i believe that sex is guided by pleasure so you do the things that please you while you're doing them and that's going to bring you pleasure and your partner pleasure so i think amaya marley that she was doing kind of um porn stuff like what she you know I, it to me it looks like porn stuff it doesn't look like i'm so caught up in this moment exactly i'm passionate about it i am so caught up in this moment i'm gaining pleasure it didn't look like that from to me either so i totally agree with you on that and that's definitely a conversation to have especially now when porn is so readily available um 
because back in the day growing up, you couldn't, there wasn't any porn, right? I mean, it was porn, but it was magazines or videos. Somebody copied off of something and passed it on and you had to sneak and watch it. So you really, if you were interested in, if you were interested in having sex and not somebody was interested in having sex with you, if you were interested in it and you knew that pleasure was associated with it, you did it organically searching for pleasure. But if somebody was making use of you and you weren't really interested, then you probably didn't get a lot of pleasure. You know, so, I mean, there's so many different caveats to sexual pleasure. And that's definitely a big thing of mine. And I haven't even really talked about it on the show um, much lately. I talked about it a lot at the beginning. I may have to revisit that one episode um, or many episodes, but um yeah, you can. It's definitely a difference from people who have sex just to have sex and people who have sex and they enjoy having sex. Like, that's a big difference. And even on, I think, even on Facebook and reading people's comments and listening to reading the post and uh, listening to comments and engaging, you almost can tell the women who enjoy sex for pleasure or who do sex for obligation. It's a tough one because, you know, people have their different ideas about it. But I feel like I know that I'm not going to have sex if I'm not my plan isn't to enjoy it. Like, I don't I don't know. Especially being in a loving relationship now, my sexual pleasure is important to me. So there's never a time in my mind that I'm thinking that I'm not going to because there's never that time. It's almost like I know it's going to be pleasurable and I'm open to it. And that could just be my spirit. But I know a lot of a lot of beautiful women who are sexual, who enjoy. But then I also know beautiful women who have sex just because, you know, so I, I mean, so I know kind of across the board. But um, uh, so the comment came up just because um, one of the viewers of the video was saying that the person in the video with supposedly Trey Songs wasn't really doing a good job um, with the blowjob. They were just kind of. To me, I said they were doing porn work. They were like for the camera instead of for the pleasure. Like there's a art to the pleasure. I'm just saying. Anywho, let me move on to my three chairs of joy. I mean, for my second, not three chairs of joy. Shit, I'm all thrown up. I get caught up talking about sex. My mind is all the blood drains out of my head. <laughs> I'm like, oh, already. Uh, okay, so um STM Specialties, we were on Facebook Post of the Week. So uh, this is a political one. It says, it's official. Proud Boys are designated a terrorist organization. And this is from Danae Giddy. Uh, young people, working people, black, brown, and indigenous people. This is our victory. So today, Canada put the Proud Boys on the terrorist watch list, like ISIS, um, Al-Qaeda. So the Proud Boys, after the insurrection blow up shit, are officially on a terrorist watch list in Canada. So that Canada is always the country that's kind of like steadfast in making decisions. They're not bullshitting with the United States. And, and you know, we kind of play our democratic society. We play it kind of fast and loose. We operate in an empathy space. But Canada's like, hey, I mean, they Canada makes decisions quick, and they cut. It's so much, so much less crime. 
less teen pregnancy, less health issues. You know, so there's really something to be said about it, but is, um, but is Canada necessarily a democratic society such as the United States, right? So, you know, I, I, I like that now the Proud Boys are listed as a terrorist group in Canada, because that's going to make other countries stand alert with what's going on. Now, we all know the Proud Boys cowardice. They're not leaving the United States with any bullshit. They're not, they don't have any big issues with Canada or with um, anywhere in the Middle East. They're not going anywhere to really do some shit. They're going to do their fucked up shit here because they know that they're going to be protected still with three meals a day in a cushy prison should they get caught. And somebody's going to argue for their freedom. They're cowards, right? So their big come up was we're going to um, storm the Capitol and take people hostage. That's the big come up. That's what the Proud Boys is going to do. That's the extent of their... Um, extent of their power is except that now other countries are watching and that means you're going to be on watch lists for flying you're traveling all of that so that's a big deal and the united states will take notice they have to take notice like shit we got the proud boys kicking up all this dust and now we got other countries that are like uh 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 none of it here so that was that's a good thing to me about um them being on the watch list <clears throat> uh, so here now this is my last uh, STM specialty Facebook post of the week and I really had this for um, uh, one of my Facebook friends her name is Ricky it says just seen a church van at the Motel 6 check on your deacon <laughs> and the reason I love this post it was so funny is because Whenever we're talking so much trash and being fresh and flirty, Ricky always says she's going to get the church van and come get us and take us to church. So I saw this post today and thought, hilarious. This is so Ricky. So that was kind of funny. You know, I just uh, saved that. And I thought, what a great Facebook post of the week. So you see your church van passed at the mot- posted up at the Motel 6 and you wonder where the deacon at. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I was, oh my God, I know, I know, I know. I didn't make that. It's just, it came up on my timeline and I had to, <laughs> I had to address it because where is the deacon? Who's driving the church van? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Anyway, so those are my three uh, Facebook posts of the week and um, brought to you by STM Specialties. And she has all your Tumblr needs. She made this Steffi for me. Um, she's made me some wine glasses. She makes all kinds of things. She has her website, stmspecialties.com. Go on there, tell her what she wants. She can make it for you. She's hella creative. And um, and as all small business owners, she's growing. She's becoming bolder by the production, right? So um, go on, check her out, her website. I think there's a discount code for joy exposed so on the discount in a joy exposed i can't tell you what the discount will be i forgot (laughs) but it's a discount (laughs) so if you go and look and you start ordering we're asking for the discount code just put joy exposed and there should be a discount in there so those are my stm specialty stm specialties facebook post of the week 
All right. So last week, well, that's not true. Two weeks ago, my Shape Solutions, that is my company, my Shape Solutions, self self health and personal empowerment, started a new um, platform. I guess it's called my Shape Spotlight. So my self health and personal empowerment spotlight, and I decided I would take small business owners and authors, which I've now figured out I'm going to have to do them separate because I know way, way more small business owners than I do authors. And I was, my plan was to take them, have a conversation, an interview on a Saturday afternoon and just sit up and talk, you know, tell me about your dreams, your desires, your plans for the future, you know, so just to have give the small business owner and author an opportunity to talk freely about what they see. And if you listen to Joy Exposed regularly enough, you know that I talk about that. How do you get people to take their ideas from here and put them here? And that's literally what the conversation is, because I realize that people need to talk through their shit like because I need to talk through my shit, too. Like and I do that regularly And this. Joy Exposed gives me an amazing platform to do that. So about two weeks ago, I interviewed um, Sharon Johnson. She's an author from uh, My Shape Solutions, the publishing uh, division. And we talked about her book, I Am the Daughter of a... I Am the Child of a King and Daughter of a Queen. That is the name of her book. And we talked about it and her time and drug use and prison and how does how does she get to freedom and the we had technical difficulties with problems with the sound so our interview lasted about 20 minutes but it was a good 20 minutes but i will listen back to it and i kept saying can you hear me can you hear me so i'm definitely gonna have to work out that sound piece doing it remotely and people with their technology you know is it compatible and is the signal good you know so i've got to work through that sound piece however it was a good interview. And um, she is an author on uh, My Shape Solutions Publishing Division. So that's one of my authors. So, and it was really good chatting with her. And I'll interview her again, um, probably in the next couple months or so. And then last Saturday, I had an opportunity to interview, uh, interview Danae Adams. And she is an entrepreneur and um, she's a brand strategist and, just all things yummy. And if you didn't get a chance to see that interview, it's streaming on Facebook. It's still on, um, I mean, it's on YouTube as well. It's still out there streaming and it will be. And we had such a good time. The funny thing, oh, hold on before I say that. The funny thing is that's the company that drips my lips, that provides me with the lip uh, lip lingerie, right? So that's Danae's company, Shine Glow Getter. So she's a sponsor for my lips, right? So tonight I'm wearing, it does, I don't have the name of it, um, but it's kind of a orange, kind of a reddish orange. And I like it, right? It's a matte and I like it, it feels good. I put it on and it, it dried well and you can see it, it looks really good. So um, that's what I'm wearing tonight. Anyway, Danae and I talked and we were supposed to talk for 30 minutes and we ended up talking for like an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> all on live, like just a great conversation of women who respect and honor 
each other, right? It was just a great conversation. And she shared a lot. And I love that she shared so much. And that made me feel good that she was comfortable in a space that I provided to share, you know? So that felt really good. And as I went back and listened to our interview, and I've listened to it like three times, as I went back and listened to our interview, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. And then I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that back. And then I realized that it's just a dynamic conversation. It was free flowing, dynamic conversation. And you know what? We're going to make plans. We came up with a couple ideas. We kind of threw out there, hey, why don't we do this? And what do you think about this? And what do you, because I've wanted to work with her for a long time. I've, I've wanted, I'll tell you why I want to work with her. I want to work with her because she's not afraid. And you guys who listen to me know that me being fearless is the top of my list of things to do. And she's not afraid. She jumps out there. And I want to get there that I jump out there. And I'm getting close. Every day I'm getting closer. So that was um, really good chatting with her. And she talked about her childhood. And she talked about quieting the noise around her and her journey and getting from disaster to dessert. Let's just call it that. Let's get from disaster to dessert. Chaos to calm, like she talked about existing in a space that she thought was normal and comfortable to realizing she's suffocating in it. And that's very similar to my story, you know, because um, <laughs> that's very uh, similar to my story because I was in a yucky space and we have to get out. And I was telling her that um, women need to see other women who've come out of the fire, who are successful and not even successful that they're making stupid money, but just successful that they're smiling in, with intention. They're smiling with intention and they're moving because they know it's good, right? They know that it doesn't matter what happened, I'm okay. And that was our conversation pretty much for an hour and a half. And we could have talked for three more hours. We literally could have kept talking and we'll have to do that again. We'll have to get back on with her. So since I interviewed Danae last Saturday, I now have like nine interviews lined up. So I'm now all the way through the end of April with other women wanting to be in the spotlight, to be in my self-help and personal empowerment spotlight. And that is exciting because that's women saying, I have a small business. I have an idea. I have something I want to do and I want to share it with you. Do you know how honored I am at that? I'm honored. Like, holy crap, Ola. I am honored to know that so many women or so many people, I won't even just say women because I haven't provided a platform to men yet, but so many people are okay with being in the spotlight, in my spotlight. So I wanted to share that right now because that is huge for me. Um, and that's where we are. So on Saturday, uh, the 6th, yeah, Saturday, February 6th, I am interviewing Tiffany Mitchell. She's an author. And I believe I'm going to start switching author, not switching, I'm not switching. I'm going to start uh, doing author interviews on Thursday evening. So probably about seven on Thursday evening 
in between um, after the Super Bowl and football season. So I'll do the author spotlight because there will be tons of authors that I've met online that would like to come on and have a conversation. But I have small business owners, too. So it's kind of like, well, let me provide a platform for two for them as well. And since I have this streaming channel, I can provide um this service for all of us, right? So it'll be about three hours a week at max. And um, that should be fine. So I can do three hours a week and then I can just kind of plan it and go from there and post it on YouTube. And that means everybody has an opportunity to share and they have some marketing and they have all these little pieces. So uh, yeah, so it'll be fun. And then Clarissa, who's on here tonight too, she is um, going to be on the spotlight. She is the Sweet Spot, the um, radio show on Friday nights at 8.30. So she's going to spend a Saturday afternoon with me as well. And her comment is, you're trustworthy. I trust you with me. And I understand why others do as well. You hear that? She trusts me with her. Y'all, that's what I'm talking about right there. Y'all think I'd be bullshitting. I'm serious. <laughs> I really, I really am a decent person. I'm a decent human. That's big. Thank you so much, Clarissa. I appreciate you. And Stephanie is on February 20th. So everybody's looking forward to their day and I cannot wait, right? So this is a big deal to be able to sit down and have these open and honest, candid conversations because we see them, other people do them, the celebrities, and but we are the ones that are growing, right? We're growing and we have to have find our own voice and our level of comfort. So that uh, I had to kind of put that out there about my shape spotlight. And um, what else did I want to mention? Oh, so today I'm going to change gears a little bit. So today I was going through my, so I look at the made okay, one of the things that I do as a small business owner myself is to look at major companies who kind of do similar things that I do and figure out how they do them and what they do. And so what I figured out, thank you, Danae, so much. She's so excited for this chapter for me. Thank you very much. I'm excited too. I'm just, hey, I am just chilling, trying to figure it all out. <laughs> so um uh one of the things that I do is I look at companies who do like some streaming and the big companies, the big boys, because I want to, uh, you want to align yourself. You don't want to have exactly what they have, but you want to align yourself with things that they do. Well, I was looking at Jimmy Kimmel and um, just randomly, he made a comment about their older shows. They delete them or they take them from streaming off of YouTube. So what they do is they take clips from them and they'll do the clips, but the whole show they remove, which makes perfect sense. But because I don't know that because I feel like you put everything out there. It made me realize that when I first started doing a podcast and I was doing it with the radio um, station, my audio was shoddy. So it wasn't very good audio. But I posted it because I needed the I needed to be visual at that time. I needed I needed driving stuff to my 
YouTube and that type of thing. But now, since I heard that conversation, I think I can go back to my older stuff because now I'm almost two years old. I can go back to the older stuff and just pull out clips, post the clips, run the clips, and take the whole video off. So it helps you to kind of streamline the information that's available to you, right? It streams, streamlines it and it puts the meat out. So first it's like meat and potatoes and salad and all of that. But then as you keep going, you realize I'm just going to, I want the meat out, right? I just want to, <laughs> I don't know why the video of the Trey Songz video just went to my brain right now, but oh God, please, my attention deficit can't take it. Anyway, so you just want the meat, the bulk goodness of the, um, <laughs> of the information. And so that's what I started working on today, going way back, looking at the old videos and trying to see what I want to save from them. And it doesn't mean I delete them. You just take them from being published. So you still have them and access to them. And they kind of sit there in the background on your YouTube. So they're just not, people can't find them. And you just kind of take what you want from them, publish what you want, the little snippets and then keep it in there. So that's what I start working on today. In the process of doing that, I came across an interview with Walil Archer. Walil is a radio host. Um, he's out of Atlanta. He works between, I think, Atlanta and Chicago or maybe Philadelphia. Anyway, he works between Atlanta and um, either one of those. And I did an interview with him in 2018. and. Um, I list started listening to the interview because honestly, I can't say that I ever went back and listened to the interview. What we were supposed to interview, we had a problem. He wanted to interview me over the phone after, because we had a problem with the timing before. He wanted me to, wanted to interview me over the phone. What I did was set up my camera and lighting and stuff, and I recorded me talking to him on the phone. So the interview, you can hear him, but you see me. And I went and listened to it today, and I love the fucking interview. I loved it. Couple of reasons. One is because it was raw. I was a new author. I was answering questions for the first time. So you got an authentic response. And I thought about if I were answering those same questions today, they would be different because now I'm kind of seasoned, right? You know, I'm kind of seasoned. I got a couple years under my belt. I've talked about being a writer, why it's important, how I did it, why. So the responses almost become rote. But when I interviewed with him, it was new. It was pretty new. And one of the questions was like, what was the most challenging part of writing a book? And that's floating around now. I posted that today and that's floating around now. And I talked about how being ready to accept the idea of being transparent, being ready to trust the words that you are writing and trust that you're going to be safe in your own words. And, and that's crazy because what we 
or what I was writing organically and then reading it, it was like, oh, I should change this word to this. Or I, I was going around trying to fix it for the public so that people wouldn't be offended or, oh my gosh, clutching pearls. And, and then it dawned on me like, how can I go change this if I've given thanks to God for it, right? And that it and it just the genuine honesty of the answers to that. And I just was like, this is a great interview, fabulous interview. If you get an opportunity to listen to it, listen to it. It's on YouTube. I'll probably and the link is floating out there too. I put the link out there. If you get it, and it's about thirty minutes. The interview is thirty. I think it's thirty-eight minutes. I read. I read from two virtues. I answered questions. We talked about just relationships and people. And then one of the last things that we talked about is just say, I was telling him that, and this is what I was going to talk about tonight is talking about how to, how do you know that the resources for someone that you're dealing with have been depleted? Like, how do you know the love is gone? Like, how do you know it's time to move on instead of staying in a yucky ass relationship and trying to force it out of obligation or it's convenient or how do you know it's time to go? And that was one of the last questions I answered. And I listened to myself talking about it and I thought, holy crap, this shit is real. Like I was in a real space talking about it because at the time, Faceless Love and I were really just kind of playing around dating. We weren't serious. Like we didn't have plans to be married or plans to be together. We were just kind of enjoying each other. Right. And when I was responding to those questions, those were the responses of a single woman responding to those questions. And the ideas of a single woman who has experienced love and lost love and got the bruises and recovered. And her answers are different than the woman who exists solely in this loving space. And that's who I was in that. I was the single woman. I was the single woman who was confident and comfortable in the fact that I'm okay by myself. And this is what I figured out by myself. It's just a great interview, just raw and real great interview. And if you, like I said, if you have a chance to listen to it or watch it, do that because it really is just like, damn, this is the kind of stuff that sets you free. Like this is really, and I was, it, I wasn't in a bad space. Like I wasn't in a bad mental space and I never talked negative about like, you know, men ain't shit, blankety blank. I'll never have that. I mean, I might say F that blankety blank. No, but I mean, don't we all? <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not mean and malicious about it. So to me, it was me talking. And to me, it was almost I was listening to somebody new. And it was just a great interview. I'm I was pleased. And I tagged him in the pieces that I put out there. I put two pieces out there answering the challenging question. And I 
tagged him in both. And he was like, oh, this was awesome. This was a great interview. And that was really good because you like for people to remember you. You like for people to remember that you guys spent time together. And we didn't have another interview after that. But um, for the interview that we had, it was really a great interview. I liked it a lot. Um, let's see. <laughs> So um, it was a, uh, yeah, it was a great interview and I hope you guys get to watch it. Okay, so that's that. Um, yeah, so that's that. I, I, this is really, today I felt kind of weird thinking about what I was going to do on Joy Exposed tonight because I didn't really know, because I didn't have a plan, right? I just feel like the pandemic has just got me all yuck like i'm able to see with such clarity so many things and and people and situations and and i just don't know i just it has me now questioning people that i felt good about now it has me i'm dealing with them more it has me questioning their intentions now you know so it's just it's a pandemic, and and I remember we're in the Mercury retrograde. We just had that crazy full moon the other day, so it's a lot of different kind of cosmic kind of things happening around us. And I'm just gonna ride through it. Like I'm just trying not to stress about it too much. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna stress about it too much. I'm just gonna ride it out. Because it's got me feeling really weird. And I, I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? I really attract some amazing people. So I feel like if I'm having some ooh, feelings, some other people are having them too. So I'm going to um, just kind of ride that. But it's, this pandemic has me wigged. I'm ready for my vaccine. Um, I want to take it. Um, there. So I read this article, speaking of the vaccine, I read this article saying that President Biden has given um, Kamala uh, reins on convincing Black America to um, get the vaccine. Because, of course, Black America, is they're not playing that shit. After that, what was that? Was it the syphilis experiment? Was that something in Tuskegee? It was an experiment where they were injecting Black Americans with syphilis years ago. And um, so, of course, we are Black Americans are hesitant about receiving some bullshit that could be some other disease or a tracking device or, you know, so we kind of skeptical and get in our own kind of um, conspiracy theory, what's going to happen. So President, I mean, Vice President Veep Harris, um, Kamala is going to be the talking point for Black America trying to convince people that it's okay. And we've had that a lot. We've got Tyler Perry, who's talked about it. Um, he did a video about him getting both. And, you know, so it's out there. The vaccine for COVID is out there. I, for one, I'm open to the vaccine, right? I've been getting vaccines in the United States since I was a child, a baby. So uh, what's not to trust? It's going to come with a sheet of warnings. I'm either going to run a fever or I'm not, or I'm going to feel sick or I'm not, or this anaphylaxis or whatever. I'm 
we know what the vaccine uh, experience is in the United States. Um, so, uh, so there's a documentary on the vaccines already or just on the sitting still? Uh, so Danae said, because there's a lot of stillness, in some ways, I think it's purpose by the universe. I agree with you, Danae. I think that it is time, it's time to be still in a time that we're so used to going. And it's almost unsettling because you feel like you need to be doing something, but then there's nothing to do, right? It's like, I feel like I need to, but then when you start thinking about stuff to do, you're like, yeah, it's not really anything to do. And uh, Clarissa said the same. She's sit still time and steady on her path. Um, I, and that's and that's exactly where I am. I have literally last year for 2020, and I think we've all had this conversation, is that I had so many trips planned for 2020, like so many flights that I had a note section in my phone with just flights, right? And then the pandemic and all of them were canceled, right? All of them were, can all of the flights were canceled. And it's like, I think of all the stuff I used to do and the running and coming and going and the early flights in and getting to work and this and this and this. I think about all of that. And now it's just like, shh, the only expectation for me now is to rest, get up, go to work come home, work on my business. There's no expectation that I'm running all over the place and it's so out of character for me. And I know it's better for me as a person and it'll make me more available to do God's will. I know that because it's so much more of the noise has left my brain, right? It's like, so when I'm around people and I see goodness in people and I continue to be around them in stillness, my human self takes a seat back and watch the people for who they are. And and I know that there are a lot of people that are searching. There are a lot of people that are still searching for themselves. And there are a lot of people who are still trying to figure it out. And I have to, as I said before, give grace. But it's really weird to me because I've had some conversations at work that I'm just like, should I be having this conversation or am I saying the right thing in this conversation or is my response correct in this conversation or, and what I found is that I'm retreating more so into my classroom. So I literally deal with the students who come into my classroom, my lunch table, and that's it. Like my socialization is little. My girlfriend, uh, Jennifer, who works with me, she and I will get together throughout the day. We'll text throughout the day. We'll get together for a few minutes to chat. But for the most part, it's, and I think we recognize that. We recognize that we have to give each other space to operate in the magnitude of things that are changing. Um, and this quiet time has also given me an opportunity to see what God is expecting from me. Like it's, taken away the human expectation and the spiritual and replaced it with the spiritual expectation. Like, what do you do? And I, I probably pay more attention to that than the, what my administrators want. 
I hope they don't see this stream, but it's true. It's kind of like you're a human too, and your your desires on me are selfish. So I have to really pay attention to that. Um, uh, yeah, and Jennifer says some of us have gotten busier, and some of us have gotten busier, but it's busier on your path to being of his greatness and not on somebody else's agenda. This is your agenda to be great, to serve and to take care of people in the with your gifts and not on the agenda that others have placed on us. So that's what we have to really um, pay attention to that. And let's say um, before, we have about six minutes before we go and Jennifer just signed on it here. Her son was deployed today. So if you guys have an opportunity to just send a quick prayer of safety and covering and just goodness for her son as he goes off to adventure, right? It's an adventure. He's going off to an adventure. And if we just take a few moments and in your prayer tonight and just offer some goodness, her name is Jennifer, offer some goodness to her and her family and just to keep her son safe. I'm sure that would just send some great energy their way. That would mean an awful lot. All right. So let me, I got a couple things I need to touch on before I go because y'all know I have. Okay, so let me tell y'all this because I've been a little fresh tonight. Yes, prayers up. Thank you, Danae. Thank you. Thank you. So let me tell y'all this before I, I got a couple things. I'm going to talk fast. I got an alert on my <laughs> on my MacBook tonight. It said Mac OS Big Sur will be installed tonight. Now, I know that means it's an update, but it just meant something different to me because I'm thinking like, I just really wish Big Sur would be installed tonight. I know that's fresh, but it's the truth. <laughs> I think they need to change their language. <laughs> it's not for the, the middle-aged woman. <laughs> um. Okay, so that's the one thing I wanted to say. I thought that was funny. So there was another thing about this lady who was in QAnon and she was talking about how devastated she was after the inauguration, because according to the reports of QAnon and the conspiracy theories that once Biden was sworn in, we would automatically become a communist. <laughs> we will automatically become a communist nation and she would have to take her child and run. Like that was her thought. She literally thought that if President Trump wasn't sworn in for a second term, if he wasn't, didn't win by a landslide, like he said, then Biden was sworn in that we were going to be communist and the Republicans would be, have to get their children out of school and run away and stuff. So I, I was thinking that's crazy because pretty much most of us, I mean, we have some people that came from other countries, but I'm not. 400 years ago, I'm talking about right now, we were educated in the United States. So we have an opportunity and access to information, resources, research. This is a whole person who's so caught up in the conspiracy theory that I'm trying to figure out how are they not able to research and figure out that that is a mess. Like that is crazy. You've got uh, a congressperson out of Georgia, out of Rep of Georgia, who's saying that the 9-11 World Trade Center was staged, 
they're like um, some kind of actors. The Sandy Hook massacre was staged. This is somebody who's in a political power position that this is a their this rhetoric is a part of their daily life. And you're like, if you have ever I drove through Sandy Hook driving to another location when I was working, um, traveling for business. And I remember being in Sandy Hook and stopping at a subway, not a subway station, a subway restaurant. And I remember being there thinking, <coughs> this town, now, this was before I knew I was in Sandy Hook. I was in there thinking, this place feels funny. That's what my thought was. Now, this was before I had all the clarity of my understanding and knowing that the gift of awareness, right? So I was like, this place feels funny. I didn't know what it felt like. I was just like, this is weird. So I go in Subway, I get a sandwich, I eat, I get in my car, I'm driving. I saw a sign with the Sandy Hook Memorial. And I was like, I'm in Sandy Hook. Like, wait a minute. And I had to pull over together my bearings because I knew the tragedy that had happened there. So now there's a person who's saying that that was staged. And I'm like, can you imagine being a parent of a child that was killed that day in that massacre and somebody telling you it didn't happen? But not even they're telling you it didn't happen. They're talking to you and you're telling them you lost your child and they're still telling you it didn't happen. That's the crazy shit to me. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So I have to wonder, like, how many people are stuck in this space of fairy tale, maybe? Or I don't even know. I don't even know what, where they're stuck or what's the, I don't even know what you call it. But I just, I'm thinking that if you exist in this place of trying to contradict or negate these things have happened, you probably need to get you some psychiatric help. Like you are out of touch with reality in a crazy ass place. Right. Denial. Right. You have got to get you some help somewhere, but it's not. Oh, has she? Denae says she's been in CNN almost every day. This is the craziest thing. And I'm like, but it was crazier. This person was elected into a position by other people. So. They're crazy. too. <laughs> like, so what about 48 percent of the population are crazy? 48% of the population is crazy, right? So I don't I don't understand because I'm a, such a resourceful, go figure it out on my own person kind of person that when I hear these conversations, it's like, to me, it's like arguing with the eighth grader or seventh grader when you tell them something and they're like, oh no, such and such. I give them that pass because they're limited in their knowledge. But a grown up, I'm not giving them. <laughs> they're in Georgia, so a lot of people voted. I'm not um I'm not going to give the I can't give the adults a pass on stupidity. They were 
educated in the United States, just like I was. I just have to accept that this is a place that they exist and to try to limit their engagement with other people. So that I just thought that was a really just a weird kind of article, you know, just knowing that there's so many people out there connected with the QAnon, that kind of thought process. And what do you do with it? And I, y'all know I have a rule. I don't argue with people on dumb on shit like that. Well, I don't argue with people anyway. And I'm definitely not engaging in a conversation such as that. Not doing it. Um, my last thing before we get ready to go. Remember I told you guys, I told you guys about the little black guy, 20 years old, the little insurrectionist that got caught up in DC. His name is Emmanuel Jackson. He's 20 years old. He was living in a transition house. I don't have a sob story for his ass, so that's not what this is. I just want to give y'all an update that I looked today. His ass is still in jail. He does not have a bail. And they said, we are trying to make sure that we get these thugs who try to storm the Capitol. That's what they call his ass. Now, mind you, other people are out on bail. They're home, chilling, waiting for their, but this 20-year-old black man is going to be made poster child for this insurrection. Like, he's still sitting up in there, which may not be bad for him because he was living in it. I won't say that. That sounds so crazy because jail is bad anyway, but he's still in jail. And I wonder... Why? Who's going to represent him? Who's going to take care of him? Who's going to give him, get him to a place of understanding that he's greater than? Whose responsibility is that, or did we lose that now that he's twenty? There's no long, no one is no longer responsible for trying to get him the manhood. Now he's got to do it himself, and and that's sad because I deal with this all the time at the school that I teach because I'm in alternative ed. We get the men who are lost. We get the men who people are no longer teaching them to be men. They're just like good riddance. And I wonder if that's the case with him. So anyway, it's 10 o'clock. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed and subscribe to YouTube channel. And on February 13th, I think we have, oh yeah, I have another show before then, but February 13th, I'll be benched with Jennifer Shiver. She is a bench counselor. And we're going to talk about being lonely and lonesome for Valentine's Day. Lone, lonesome or lonely, lonely, I think, for Valentine's Day. And that's going to be on the 13th. I'll talk about that more next week. So you guys can tune in and um, subscribe to YouTube, download the podcast from wherever you can find it. If you have an opportunity to watch the interview or listen to the interview with Walil Archer, it's on my YouTube. It's also on my Facebook. It's a great interview. If you're interested in being um, in the spotlight, let me know. Send me an instant message or a text message and I can get you on the calendar. We're already scheduling in May. So um, that is looking forward for sure. And if you're an author, let me know. We'll start up our Thursdays after Super Bowl so I can get the author's interviews going. So we're just growing, right? Just having the conversation take place and letting people get to that place of freedom of understanding that it's okay to talk about these things, whatever you want to talk about, how you want to talk about them. It's okay to talk about them because we have to take our ideas from here, as I said before, to here. We owe that to the universe for our for choosing us to be here. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just